In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. I welcome you to worship on this Thanksgiving Eve 2020. As we think about our day of national Thanksgiving, I think it is appropriate to hear just a little bit of the history as an introduction to our service. The custom of a national Thanksgiving observance began with the Plymouth colonists in the year 1621. That custom spread from Plymouth to other New England colonies, and on November 26, 1789, President George Washington issued a general proclamation for a day of thanks. For many years, there was no regular national Thanksgiving Day until President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the last Thursday in November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father. President Lincoln's presidential proclamation included words which we use today as our confession of sin. As we begin now our worship with this confession, Please remember, these are words that were written by President Abraham Lincoln. It is the duty to owe their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with the assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon. Merciful God, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power, as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined, in the deceitfulness of our hearts, that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Forgive us, O God. These words from President Abraham Lincoln, words of confession. And now, people of God, hear the promise of forgiveness. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might be forgiven and live our lives to honor and praise God. Thanks be to God. Our psalm for this Thanksgiving Eve is from Psalm 67. God, be merciful to us and bless us. Look on us with kindness, so that the whole world may know your will, so that all nations may know your salvation. May the peoples praise you, O God. May the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, because you judge the peoples with justice and guide every nation on earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May the peoples praise you. The land has produced its harvest. God, our God, has blessed us. God has blessed us. May all people everywhere 
honor God. Let us pray. Gracious God, your generous goodness comes and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our scripture readings for today are first reading from Deuteronomy, the 26th chapter. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power, and with signs and wonders, and he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God, and bow down before the Lord your God. And then you, together with the Levites and the aliens, who reside among you shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given you and to your house. Here ends the reading. In the gospel today from John's gospel, the sixth chapter, when they found Jesus on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? This is the work of God, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the gospel of the Lord. One of the bits of history I have learned about Thanksgiving is that behind Abraham Lincoln's presidential proclamation of a national day of Thanksgiving was a persistent citizen named Sarah Hale, who had worked for 17 years to get a day designated as a national day of giving thanks. Sarah Hale had written letters to Presidents Zachary Taylor, Millard Fillmore, Franklin Pierce, and James Buchanan, none of whom were convinced of the need to establish a national Thanksgiving day. 
Sarah Hale's letter to Abraham Lincoln was a request that Thanksgiving be made a national and fixed union festival, noting that there was increased interest in our land to have Thanksgiving held on the same day in all the states. This request came at a time in our nation's history when our country and its states were divided by a brutal civil war. President Lincoln responded and in 1863 instituted the new Thanksgiving Day, hoping it would eventually help unify what was then a divided nation. The first Thanksgiving was titled Day of Peace and Thanksgiving. Seems to me that the title given for that first Thanksgiving would fit well for this Thanksgiving too. 2020 has been a difficult year in many ways. We anxiously are longing to overcome COVID-19, this pandemic that has disrupted our lives with disease and death. This has caused an economic downturn also that has hurt many people. Our country has been through a difficult and contentious political period marked by polarity and animosity. On top of the social unrest due to racial inequalities and injustices from spring and summer. What Lincoln was suggesting, proclaiming it a day of peace and thanksgiving, was a vision of the greatest gifts God desires to give humankind. Not the kinds of gifts that can be bought, but priceless gifts that can only be lived into, like peaceful and thankful hearts. And in order to live with these priceless gifts and live into these priceless gifts, there is a movement of the soul that is required. A laying down of arms to end the civil war, a laying down of vengeance, a laying down of hatred, a laying down of hostility. It is a movement that is required in all of our lives in order to live into the priceless gifts that God desires to give us. It was this kind of movement of the soul that was required of God's people that they might live into God's gifts uh, when it came to the promised land. As we heard in the book of Deuteronomy, our first reading a laying down of the first fruits of the ground from that land so that it would be a living demonstration of who gave the land and its bounty. And so it, it was really a laying down of possessiveness, of covetousness, a laying down of entitlement. In Deuteronomy we read, when you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket, and you shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow before the Lord your God. To bow before the Lord your God requires a setting down of idolatry, of self-centeredness, of pride. We heard that kind of bowing down language 
in President Abraham Lincoln's confession that we used at the beginning of our worship. There are conflicting stories about when and where the first North American Thanksgiving was observed. Documents cite the Mayflower Pilgrims giving thanks not only when they were safely ashore, but also giving thanks those who survived that first winter and again at the first harvest. Of the 102 passengers who landed at Cape Cod, half of them died the first year. Of the eight married couples who came, only three couples remained intact. None of Thomas Tinker's family made it. John and Catherine Carver both perished, as did both of Elizabeth Tilly's parents. The Brewster family took Elizabeth in to live with them. But the living situation was difficult. All the pilgrims had managed to build as the winter of 1620-1621 approached were seven rough shelters, each with two or three, or three rooms at the most. That meant that even by the end of the year, an average of seven or eight persons, mostly unrelated, were living together under the same roof, under the same rough shelter. Those pilgrims must have known the ache and the emptiness of grief, which would surely have created a dark and despairing shroud weighing on them. That first year in the new land of America was a year of lost loved ones, lost crops, lost hopes and dreams. The motivation for the pilgrims to hold a three-day feast of Thanksgiving beginning December 13, 1621 must have come from something other than their circumstances. Was their thanksgiving not founded upon a laying down of all false notions of self-sufficiency? Founded upon the eternal gifts of God, the one who is the true giver of everything everything they had in their life itself. Jesus teaches those who followed him after the feeding of the 5,000 when he multiplied the five barley loaves and two fish brought forward and set down by that little boy. Jesus taught those who followed him the next day, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Jesus calls all who follow him to put their energies into the food that endures. And what is it that endures? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. This Thanksgiving... I invite you to set down something that is perishing, that which is passing away, and pick up that which is enduring, something like as St. Paul wrote, the three things that remain, 
the three things that will go on. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. We'll give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. O oh God, we thank you for graciously providing without our deserving for our daily bread and for all those things that we call our own in this world that have been made possible purely out of your divine goodness and mercy. For the knowledge and this promise that we are all your children, that you are ever more ready to give than we are to ask. And so we pray too for all your people, especially those who are hungry, who are homeless, or jobless. Help us to have the strength and the will to serve your people who have no table or family or bread. We pray for scientists who continue to work on the vaccines to combat COVID-19. We pray for the farmers who work that all might eat and for all who process and distribute our food. Give them strength. We pray for healthcare workers and for those who give loving care to their loved ones who are sick or dying. Strengthen them. Grant them the assurance of your presence and might all know that nothing will separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus. And so give us also a constant remembrance of your love for us that is everlasting. Grant us on this Thanksgiving, the spirit of your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. A blessed Thanksgiving to you and to your loved ones.